Well, good evening, everyone. This is your host, John Gentry, for the Explore Traveler podcast. And today I'm coming from the high mountains in northern New Mexico. And I thought maybe we can just have a little fireside chat here as I'm sitting here next to my campfire, uh, wondering, you know, what is it about adventure travel? international travel or domestic travel that I should share with everyone today and, and I think I think today let's focus on us as a society we seem to think you know we have to go to this place international to get this form of relaxation but I think for a lot of us probably most of us if we take the time and we just look what is available within our own backyard and that does not necessarily mean Americans right I mean that could be Filipinos that can be Indonesians that can be Afghanistanis I mean there is amazing places that are unbelievable amount of beauty uh, for example in the country of Afghanistan there is a a national park there that I mean obviously it's a kind of a war torn nation so it doesn't get visited much but it actually does exist and it's uh you know it's still quite a ways outside of Cabal I believe but it's a beautiful unbelievably beautiful place. Uh then there's the Philippines, you know, I mean people over there, you know, they want to congregate in these large cities but you know if they go outside go to these mountain tops and uh, visit you know a lot of the nature that's just going from treetop to treetop whether it's you know uh, you know animals or you know beautiful even lizards right I mean all animals can be beautiful I mean of course as as human beings we have to be careful for things that are poisonous to us but you know that's that's not most of nature right so I think let's I want to encourage people to get out of their comfort zone don't feel that they have to be in the Marriott all the time myself included I'm not going to lie I'm a lifetime titanium Marriott person I enjoy it it's comfortable nice pillows great service so yes it is it's nice but it's not it's not necessarily who we are and whatever our financial status is, that is somewhat irrelevant because the great outdoors, our ability to congregate with each other around a campfire, under the stars, discussing our lives, our families, our children, our futures and our hopes and dreams. There is no amount of you know, financial number you can put on that right so i think that as especially for us americans going through these um unusual times you know let's get outside let's turn off the radios and the tvs and the internet and let's just talk to each other like we used to and not focus on all the negativity let's focus on the positive things that all of us can do to help each other, to lift each other up. And so, you know, being up in northern New Mexico, 
where you're getting up close to around, uh, I want to say between 7,000 to 9,000 feet. I'm not actually quite sure how high I am, but you get a view of the stars that is breathtaking. You you can see, literally see the interworkings of the Milky Way. Uh, now, I'm trying to capture this from a photography standpoint using slow apertures and things like that, but I just don't seem to have the proper lens. Um, but the camera from the research that I've done is one of the better cameras for doing it. Um, this is a, it's a, I believe it's called A6000 from Sony. And the people actually recommend that particular older model over the newer model. So I am definitely going to try. I may have to find a, a used lens since they're pretty expensive. So it would be nice if I can find something that has the capability of capturing the Milky Way. That would just be a great addition to the website. I have been capturing some unique shots, you know, from the campfire at night using slow aperture settings and things like that. So that's working out very well. And uh, both Karen and myself were organizing a lot of the digital material. Um, we've got a very large following on ExploreTraveler.com via the website from the Philippines. So we've got some material that we're putting on there, trying to you know just kind of help some of our uh, our friends and families that you know understand you know what's going on in this province, you know what's available. Um, we have a lot of connections in Lete, so in these days, this, people don't know you know what's even available in Tacloban City because of some of the past typhoons. You know, it wiped a lot of stuff out. So I think having a new travel guide um, right now it is in Tagala and we are translating that into English soon and the English version will obviously be a little bit more tailored towards Americans and uh, foreigners you know that, that are going to operate from a, the English language standpoint um, and so that is kind of what's going on there now, we've been creating a tremendous amount of content, and a lot of it is released, and some of it is not released, and we are constantly updating. So if you go to the website, and like you see, for example, you know, like the camping tips article, you know, that has like food reviews and things like that, if you see that, and it's like, you know, the number one post on the page, that means we've updated it, and most likely I've added more videos um, because uh, about every week I'm creating, you know, anywhere from one to two videos and I'm reviewing, you know, just different things. Like, um, for example, this week I reviewed a new MRE company, which is Military Ready Entrees is what it stands for. And basically it has the ability to using, it takes very, very little water but you can have a hot meal in basically five minutes. And, you know, if you're out and about and you're doing something, you're on a nice adventure, you know, running around the high plateaus of New Mexico 
and it's 45 degrees in the morning because it gets very cold at 9,000 feet and you're looking for an archaeology site, I mean, having that quick, you know, 300 to 500 or more calories going through your system is just going to be a huge boost of energy because uh, you're going to, you, you burn thousands of calories hiking, uh, whether you're on trails or not, um, I would say you probably burn less calories if you're on a nice maintained trail, but the trail that my son and I did recently in Mendenhall Valley, uh, I mean, we must have burned, I have no idea, but probably five, six, seven thousand calories. I mean, we were scaling basically rock face walls to try to get up to get access to this glacier. And so when you do stuff like that, you're going to burn a lot of calories and you want to be healthy about your adventures and exploring and traveling around. And there's just some very unique sites, you know, to go to just here in the United States. And so I'm, I'm kind of been focusing uh, my family and I on national parks, some of the state parks and some of the national monuments. There's quite a few here. And um, you'll notice that there's been a lot of southwestern United States content. And that is, I still have quite a few places that I'm hoping to get done. Um, I pretty much have most of the content ready for the Bandelier National Monument uh, in New Mexico, and I should be getting that out for you soon. I've got quite a few videos of all the main trails there. I have one more trail that I'm going to be going to. It's going to be around 20-something miles, so I'm kind of working my way up to it. And you'll, you know, those of you that follow us either on social media or on the website, you'll notice that my beard is getting a little bushy. And that is because I am trying to protect my face from the direct sunlight that can get quite bright in New Mexico at some of these high altitudes. And so I'm just sort of preparing for this 23 mile hike where I'm going out to find this ancient cave that the Puebloan people would go to and they would do some form of um, maybe ritual ceremony in the sense that it's a, they call it, uh, it's like a, the painted cave and it's got, you know, it's, it's like a lot of the other sites around the world, pictographs, uh, handprints, uh, some of these, um, it's kind of like, I guess I would call it the social media of the ancient world. You've got thousands of people that have been going to these sites over thousands of years, and they left an imprint and a message to you and to the rest of humanity. And I think it's important for us to see these sites and to document them. I mean, from an anthropology standpoint, of course, we want to understand them. But also just from the standpoint of humanity, our ancestors speaking to us from the past, you know, who they were, what they did, what they went for, you know, the, the lifestyle they lived, what their hopes and dreams were. You get a glimpse of that and you go out into a site that's literally in the middle of nowhere, you know, 
in New Mexico and Bandelier National Monument's where it's at, but it's pretty much in the center of it, so it's very remote. I got to get the special uh, permit from the U.S. Forest Service to, uh, or maybe it's the National Park Service to go out there, and I got to record, you know, when I'm leaving, and they want to know details because you know they're always worried that someone's going to get lost out there. And and I I, you know, I appreciate the backup. I mean, if I were to break my leg, it'd be nice that they come out and find me. So you know, I'm getting that all set up, and I got my bag, my gear. I've got quite a bit of stuff ready, and I one of the reasons why I'm doing a lot of camping food reviews is I'm trying to determine what food I'm going to take on this mission to the Painted Cave because. I need to carry a significant amount of water. Water is very heavy. And I have to take more water than I know I'm going to need. Because there's there may not be any water. Um, these seasonal sources of where I'm going to be going by. It's been kind of dry this year. So I don't expect there's going to be very much. And I'm going to try to get some 360 degree shots. This is a new thing for me i am not using a special camera necessarily but i am trying to test out some new software that operates with the phone so that's what i'm going to be using i'm trying to use the phone it basically creates a picture using a video and so it's going to be 360 degrees and so that is what i'm going to be trying to do and i'm also hoping by the time i get to the painted cave to have the capability of bringing to you, you know, so sunrises and sunset, the low light of the desert sky. I think that would be a pretty amazing thing to share with you. And and I hope that I inspire you to, you know, visit some of these places yourself. But if you can't, that's okay too, because I am going to share everything that I see with you I'm going to write it down, I'm going to, you know, like I always have with articles and Karen's going to take photos and, um, you know, the different people in our family. We're going to help try to share this with you so you can literally watch some of these videos from your chair. I mean, I am getting older. One day I won't be able to, you know, hike 23 miles out to the Painted Cave, but I can watch somebody else's great videography on my tv and i will be doing that and i look forward to that day as well so i'm going to be sharing stuff for all ages uh i don't want people to think oh you know watching this is just for young people or, oh watching this is just for old people no this is for all people because i think you know by me sharing my adventures and the things that i do with you i have a good eye a good opportunity to inspire you and others to, you know, get out and to visit new places. And so, northern New Mexico, that's where I am now. I recently, I've been to um, Alaska, and I've been to the Bandelier National Monument. And you probably see that on the website, I have a very extensive article and all of the petroglyphs that exist outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've documented every single site that I'm aware of. But I do have some new maps. And I think I need to um, maybe take some, some photos of this map. 
you can't get this map. It's not on the internet. It's a they made this kind of in the form of an old folding map, but it's way more than that. It it shows the archaeological sites, and another one shows just the petroglyph sites. And there's a lot of petroglyphs in New Mexico and southern Colorado in particular. Um, they're not all from the Pueblo peoples. Some there's others that. My understanding, they don't even know exactly who these people were, but they left an imprint and they left a message. And I plan on going down south into southern New Mexico again, uh, getting closer to the wintertime when it's not so hot to get some of these petroglyphs. And I'll get you some videos and some photos of those as well. And so, Bandelier. Okay, so in this new article... I've captured a lot of video, and I went all the way up to, there is a, I, I, I guess they, maybe a, the site of the elders, they would do something up there, I'm not sure exactly what they did, but it's like, it's not like really a cave, but maybe it's a half cave, I mean, you go in, and you sit up on this plateau, and you overlook this valley, where a large number of these Pueblo people lived, and this conclave, open air cave, I guess, is, you know, just it just kind of looks over the valley, and so it's it's a beautiful location. And I did a few com some commentary up there, and I'll have that in the video once I get it all compiled. And I'm sorry that it takes me sometimes a while. And what you may not know is, in order for me to get some of this video. And the information, uh, so I feel uh, confident in my writing to be, you know, sharing accurate information. Sometimes I go back to these sites two or three times. And so that's why some of it takes a while. Uh, and I think that is, I think it's good. I'm glad I have that opportunity. Um, you know, I also have to make a living. And so because of that, I don't always am able to spend the, the time to catch every single trail, you know, within a week, you know, cause I don't have the full week. So I just have a few days here and a few days there. And when I'm off, I'm, I, I pick a location. And so I've pretty much have finished bandolier. I will post that article. I'm going to post all of the videos and I'm going to, uh, be updating the petroglyph stuff because I also went to the dormant volcanoes they call them the three sisters it's in the same petroglyph national monument and you're going to see that as well it's not as interesting probably as the petroglyphs but i i think it's interesting that there's three volcanoes that literally you can see from albuquerque that no one seems to know they exist um or i shouldn't say no one but very few people they just look like three little hills. They're not even the biggest mountains out here. But they're all three of them are volcanoes. And my understanding is they're dormant. When you go out there, you can tell that they are volcanoes because of the the rock. It's got that pumice material out there. But there's a great... Um, wow, you get a great view of Albuquerque from uh, over by one of these volcanoes. And I got that as well. And that will be on the website as well. Uh, there is, uh, let's see, so up where I am now, 
Carson National Forest. I'm just starting to gather information. It's a huge amount of territory. It comes up very close from northern New Mexico almost into Colorado. And I hit a lake there early this morning. And it, I thought it was a much bigger lake, but it was actually a very small lake. But it was so foggy. Uh, it was just kind of unique. And the people were camping in the area, but most of them were not camping in the formal campgrounds because there's another, there's quite a few, they call them um, dispersed camping. And I guess that's a very a very common thing here in New Mexico. And I was just driving around this morning and there was RVs and, you know, very nice tent setups all up there you know, at very high elevation, and it's just, it was great to see so many people out there, I mean, that place must really come alive, I saw people getting their bikes ready, so there must be the biking trails, um, so Carson National Forest is, is something that I'm working on, and another location that I'm working on as well is the Santa Fe National Forest outside of the city of Santa Fe. I'm going to be, um, you know, gathering some information on some campgrounds, and I've got some experience in one of them. I'm going to be sharing that soon, and I, what I do, a lot of the food reviews or the camping gear reviews, uh, pretty much I do everything from one of these campgrounds or from one of these national parks. Uh, I, you know, I look for a beautiful backdrop, and in that case, uh, some of the food reviews were done with large sugar pines in the background and it smelled nice so it was nice to to have that so i think let me take a break here and we'll play a, a short song and i found that if i play in music this will also be shared on youtube and youtube will say oh there's a copyright claim on your music well that's true but because of that copyright claim which it, my YouTube account is not monetized anyway. Uh, it allows, uh, I should say, it prevents YouTube from monetizing the video and putting ads on there. Um, it's an audio in a video format. And that's what they've started doing is YouTube has been putting ads on my videos that I've worked really hard on and they're not designed to have ads. And, and I was pretty upset because people were saying, hey, you know, how come your content's, you know, got all these ads and it's great that you're monetizing, but I'm like, no, sorry, that's not me. That's, that's YouTube. YouTube is putting ads on my content and it is their right to do so. But, you know, I have no control over the type of ads they are, the relevancy of the ads. I mean, if it's a camping video and they're putting, I guess, camping gear advertisement, at least that would fit, but they're not it's like Audi cars and stuff it's like stupid stuff that has no bearing on the subject matter okay so let's just do you know kind of one of my oldie tunes here while I regroup and I'll be back to you in a couple of minutes
lifted some stones, saw the skin and bones of a city without a soul. said goodbye Yeah, I went with nothing Nothing but the thought of you I went wandering I went drifting Through the capitals of tin Where men can't walk freely talk and sons turn their fathers in I stopped outside a church house where the citizens like to sit they say they want the kingdom but they don't want God in it I went out riding down
as usual, Johnny Cash is always, you know, somber during uh, some of his tumultuous times in his life. You know, he was always kind of searching for himself, spirituality. And uh, that was one of his songs, one of his hits during that time, you know, wandering. So I think a good way for all of us to get in touch with our own spirituality, you know, by is doing some things, you know, hearing the quiet quietness, turning off the noise. Uh, don't let the distractions, you know, uh, mess with your mind because there's a lot of that going on these days. A lot of manipulations happening on a grand scale, and uh, we have to, you know, fight to allow ourselves to think within logic and think about things and how we can fix things as people and societies and families and. Uh, do things from a non-emotional standpoint gives us a uh, kind of a harder, more solid rock to stand on. So um, back to the Bandelier. Uh, so at Bandelier National Monument, I, I know I'm talking about it a lot. I, I really liked it. And there is these um, Pueblo houses, homes, basically, where the rock is basically post-volcanic ash that's been compressed into stone. And so it's pretty easy for them to carve into. And they created some pretty cool little homes. And they used small sugar pine uh, poles. And they've used those for, like, the roofs and uh, for their, you know, gardens. And they used them quite a bit. And they, they had built ladders and so you would go from one plateau it was inside this like uh, they built these like carved these little cave homes right and so you can go up three or four stories and they use ladders and it's a very interesting way of doing it i mean they found basically that we can utilize this whole side of this cliff by making a series of ladders that allows us to you know, protect ourselves from wild animals. I mean, you're not going to have wolves climbing ladders. So that was pretty much the main uh, animal out there. Although, if you look at some of these petroglyphs, there is a couple unique ones that, quite frankly, I, I'm not sure what kind of animal it is. I'm, all of them I could pretty much tell you, you know, it's a different kinds of birds or symbolic, you know, some symbols of animals that represent some religious undertones but there's a couple just pictures of animals within this region that I have a feeling they existed and they're now extinct um, a lot of the lizards and stuff like that it's pretty clear I mean a horned toad is pretty visible road runners are visible but it's, it's pretty unique and so the whole region is riddled with these petroglyphs mostly from the Pueblo peoples but there's some others there was some others and, um, you know, they had their, I guess, I think they called them kivas, which is like, kivas is like a meeting area. And so they got a lot of these kivas around. Some of them are still closed, um, in the post-COVID world, but they're, the sites are starting to reopen. There's enough stuff open now with on, you know, just BLM land and forest land that's, that's open. I can just drive to it. Now, it's it's hard for me to, you know, I have to figure out where these places are. And I, I just stumble on them a lot of times. 
And for example, I took a hike on like an upper plateau on top of the canyons. And it was taking me in the direction of the Bandelier National Monument Visitor Center. And basically, I came to the edge of the cliff and I looked down and I could see the, you know, the old Kiva there for the Pueblo people. And it's, I took videos of all this stuff from down below, but now I'm on top and I'm just kind of looking down and there was this another group of people that lived up on the top of this plateau. And I just find that interesting yet, you know, they were their neighbors. I think they were called the Anastasi or something like that. I, I, I know I just mangled their name, but I apologize. But basically, I, I found ruins up there of basically their homes. Uh, it's very dry now, but at one time, there, there must have been a water source up there for them to be living there. So anyway, it was beautiful. It was very windy. Um, the area did have a forest fire a few years back, so uh, it's there's not very many trees right now, so it's kind of scrub brush. But it's still, it's a it's a great walk. It's a it's a pretty easy trail until you get to towards the last of it, and there's you're not climbing necessarily, but you are kind of walking on uneven rock and. You know, so you got to have some stability about you, a little balance. Uh, but anyway, that was a very unique experience. And so I'm going to be finishing that up. I hope to be sharing that with you soon. And I think on that note, it's time to finish things up. Say goodbye to all of you. And I thank you for supporting us for all these years. You know, a lot of you have been watching and sharing our content since we originally started this we were living in asia you know many years ago and the kids were just basically babies back then and now they're all grown up so uh, it's been a long time since we've been doing this we even started before social media existed and now you know we've got social media and we can reach out to people further and greater around the world so i want to encourage you to continue to visit the website at exploretraveler.com we have all of the latest technology there we are going to be up upgrading the format again um, technology is changing quite quite rapidly and i'm trying to keep up with that and so expect some changes there soon uh, this is a very mobile centered website now originally it was designed for a desktop and over the last few years, I've been migrating it to a more mobile-friendly format. And so if you can look at the website, and it is usable on the desktop, and the pictures are bigger, and so that's always very nice. But if you notice that some of the layout, you go, oh, that seems odd. He only has, you know, this many, you know, past posts showing and, and things like that. Well, there's the reason for that is it's designed now for mobile first desktop second and so just kind of keep that in mind well thank you and thanks again and if you're listening to this on youtube please subscribe to our channel hit the little bell there so you get notification when we post something and if you're listening to this or following us on facebook um, please follow us and click like and help us by sharing our content on the different social medias go to the website and share from the website to your account. 
it helps us give a signal to the different search engines such as Bing and Microsoft, um, Microsoft Bing and Google and you know even the, some of the international ones, uh, um, VK and it's just just lots of different search engines and social medias around the world and people are sharing our content, but it's helpful for us to have it shared from the website. So I'd rather you go to the website and share the same article on there instead of just resharing it on Facebook. But if that's what you want to do, I mean, I, I, I'm thankful for that as well. So until next time, uh, travel on everyone. Have a great uh, time. I hope you fulfill your dreams. And I hope to see you out on the road in some of these sites I go to. Thank you. Mm-hmm.